Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. We're excited to have you guys here with us today, especially for this episode on, and I don't know how to say this in like a formal title way, but essentially people who want to be in relationships, but are not in relationships. And so we initially wanted to talk about this because we see a lot of people in therapy for this reason, because as human beings, we are drawn to connection, to relationships, the idea of love and soulmates and families is a huge part of our culture. And so it can be really difficult when maybe that's a goal that you have for yourself and something that you just really, really want, and it's not happening for whatever reason in your life. So it can be really hard to kind of manage that disappointment, manage what that looks like in your life, and still have hope for the future and not let it really kind of bring you down like sometimes it does. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think with this, something that I learned while I was single and that I have learned repeatedly as a married person experiencing infertility um, and then as a mother is that there is no extra meaning that comes from a relationship. There is no extra meaning that comes from motherhood. The meaning is in being alive and being a human. And so whether you're a single person or in a relationship, neither is better. They are the same. You are still a person no matter what. And so I think our society has told us there's so much importance in being married. There's so much importance in being a parent. But there is so much importance in being you to the best of your ability to be the most healthy, happy, joyful version of you is truly the purpose of life. And so you have to let go of all these shoulds of like, I should be in a relationship. I should be doing this. And it's absolutely okay to want those things. Of course you can want that. You can want to be in a relationship and share your life in that way with that person. But don't feel like your life is invalid or less than because you're not, because that is so far from true. There is nothing less than about any person's life. It really is just reminding yourself, teaching yourself, relearning those kind of like scripts that you were taught growing up, which is like, you should get married and you should have children and blah, 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 blah. But there's so much meaning to be found in every phase of life and to be present and enjoy the phase that you're in is I think the crux of life. And so you can want to have a relationship and still be very happy, satisfied and fulfilled where you're at. And then when you're married, you'll be happy and satisfied there too. Mm -hmm. But it's just reminding yourself of that reteaching and whatnot. And And realizing that everything that society has told you is not necessarily going to be true for you. So you get to choose what is true and right for yourself. This is such a good thought, Jessica. And I'm wondering if you can kind of unpack this for us a little bit. Because 
you clearly like really believe this. And so how did you come to like really take this in and believe this Mm -hmm. thought? Because, you know, just at the face of it, it's like, okay, I understand that. But how do I really start to believe that and feel it? Mm -hmm. And specifically that piece that you were talking about where you said you need to reteach yourself Mm -hmm. the things and the messages that had been ingrained to you, ingrained in you growing up. Yeah. So for me, a big message that I learned growing up was that you grow up and you will be happy when you find your spouse and when you start to have children. And that was like just something that I took in. I don't think anyone ever said those words to me, right? But that's how I felt. That's what I saw on TV. That's what I saw when I went to school. At school, there was lots of families. Okay, not at school, but when I was like at a friend's house, that's what I was seeing. At my own house, that's what I was seeing, you know. And that was the standard for the world, you know. And then I started to come into college and I got married at 25, which is not late by any means, but is late at the college that I went to. And a lot of my friends were married before me, right? And so I saw people getting married and whatnot. And I came up to this like point where it was like, I'm so sad. I don't know if I'm going to get married. But then I had this thought of like, I'm fine as long as I know that I will get married, you know? And so that was the first part for me of like unpacking it was realizing that like, oh, I am fine not being married right now. Like, it's okay that I'm not in a relationship because I was definitely not someone who was always in a relationship before I got married. I had long periods of time where I was in no relationship and had no hope of ever being in one, you know? And so it was like, oh, okay, I'm actually fine with my life as it is, but people are telling me I shouldn't be. And people are asking me about my relationships as if I should be dissatisfied. So that was like the first step. So then the next piece came when I got married, because I realized this was not like the be all end all of happiness. I was the exact same person I had been. And so I learned very quickly that like, oh, being married is not the solution to life. It is not what I have to be doing. It is not going to give me more meaning. It's just like a nice thing. Just like a nice thing is to travel. A nice thing is to eat ice cream at night. There's a lot of nice things in life. And I think connecting with people is beautiful and is absolutely the end all be all of life. But you can do that whether you're in a relationship or you're single Mm -hmm. and you can connect in beautiful, wonderful ways. And so that's when I really realized like, oh, this is not everything that was going to cure everything in my life, you know? So I think if you're sitting in that place of, I do wish I was in a relationship and I'm not good enough until I will be in a relationship, but that's not real. You can be a full and complete human and still want that, but you are enough just as you are. It comes down to the idea of connection and filling our life with things that make us fill up and feel happy is what the point of life is. And it does not matter if you are married, if you are single, if you're in a long-term relationship, if you are a parent, if you're not Every human has the same chance at feeling filled up and being happy. And there's no rule that says you have to be married and have kids to be in that place, like truly. So when I was infertile, I had a note on my phone that said, kids are just a thing and I don't need more things, right? And so it really is just like this idea of how can I be okay with where I'm at? 
kids are a really big thing. They're not just like something you should just like cavalierly be like, I'll have a kid today. You know, (laughs) it's a really big thing and it's a worthy thing to put your time towards, but it is not going to give your life more meaning because your life has meaning just by being alive. When you're talking about that, it made me think of how when you're single, you are not the problem. It's other people's opinions that they push onto you about you being single that is the problem. Yes. Because I was kind of like Jessica. I got married later, quote unquote, when I was 27, which is still very young. Um, But... I only really thought that was a problem when I was around people that made it a problem. Mm-hmm. So like Absolutely. going to family gatherings and people asking me only about my dating life or like that being, I had this coworker who just would grill me all the time about was I going on dates? Who was I dating? And oftentimes it was like, well, I'm not dating anyone right now. And then like having those judgments put on me and then me feeling bad about that. When really, Mm -hmm. if you'd asked Mm -hmm. me 10 minutes before, if I really cared, it was like, no, I'm having an awesome summer. I'm working this job. I have good friends, you know, like there were other things in my life that were bringing me a lot of joy and meaning. And it was really like I'd gotten to a place where I felt fine with myself and where I was at, which takes work. But you really do have to, like tune in to how those outside voices are making you feel about your situation. I would like to also um, explore this idea of loneliness in this kind of phase. Cause I, over the time of, you know, my practice, I've had some just very, very impressive women that I have seen where they're like reaching their career goals. They have great friends, great hobbies, you know, like they're just, they're in all other aspects. Like they feel really great about themselves and not even feeling like they should be in a relationship, but just down to, they just want that. And they feel a sense of loneliness because they're wanting to share like these parts of their life with somebody else. So it's kind of like, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I about think that the, the crux is that you can share those parts of your life with somebody else and realizing that if you will only be not lonely, if it's like a spouse, then you're mm. limiting yourself. Right. And I think it's okay. It's connection. Yeah, right? exactly. You can connect and share every part of your life with anyone, but it's okay to want that to be a spouse and to always be working towards that. And the way you work towards that is you consistently open yourself up to dating, you open yourself up to meeting new people, you know, you do all of these steps and then eventually something will work because if you are working on yourself, I guarantee someone else will connect with that, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe you guys can help me flush out this thought, but Taylor, when you were asking that, I was like, okay, loneliness is a hard thing to feel, but is it necessarily a bad thing to feel if it's motivating us to pursue some of those relationships. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of good anxiety. Yeah. Like just like, yes, we're talking about in the, productive, in the anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. productive anxiety or like productive loneliness, you know, yeah. it's kind of like good loneliness that it's, it's a sensation that acts as a springboard to like healthy motivation and 
acting for yourself, you know, like, oh, I'm feeling lonely. This is my body or my mind telling me that I want connection. Maybe I need to call somebody. Maybe I want to go on a date. Maybe I want to spend time with my family or whatever. But yeah, Yeah, I think that there's a lot of like belief behind lonely. Like if you're lonely, there is something missing. And if there's something missing and you can't control that, then you're just lonely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say your loneliness will not change when you are in a long-term relationship. That mm-hmm. That is like a misconception about life. I remember like someone once telling me like I, she was talking about having a fight with her husband, you know, she was like, I had never felt so lonely. And I, it was before I was married and I was like, what? Well, you're married. Right. You know? And it, it is that idea of like, loneliness is a feeling that is telling you something and it is telling you, you want to connect. So go out and connect. And Mm -hmm. if you want to connect in a, like a romantic relationship way, then go out and get on your dating apps and try and find someone to connect with that way or ask someone out or, you know, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. But you can also fulfill a lot of needs for connection by connecting with friends and family and whatnot and then other times you're just going to feel lonely and you might have a lonely night and you wake up in the morning and you feel fine I think in all of this it really just does touch on that idea that Jessica was mentioning earlier where it's like you truly are exactly the same person Mm -hmm. (laughs) like after you get married like marriage or just being in a committed relationship or a partnership or whatever it is that you choose like if you choose somebody to be exclusive and partnered with it's kind of like just because you're in that situation or that format does not mean that anything changes for you it's like Mm -hmm still be withdrawn you can still be disconnected or isolated or lonely so it's kind of it really is in your best interest to even and even if you're listening to this episode right now and you're in a relationship but you're connecting with some of these concepts it's like there is Mm -hmm. such a great opportunity for personal growth even whether you're like not in a relationship or in a relationship Mm -hmm. yeah And I think you do. If you want to be in a relationship, you really work on feeling your feelings. You work on expressing them in a healthy way. You work on making the relationships you do have as healthy as possible. But I promise that if you are feeling lonely because there's no one in your life to connect with, having a partner come in is not going to fix that because you're still not going to have that ability to share and connect with them unless you've learned it in other relationships. The idea behind attachment is that if you can learn to have a secure attachment in one relationship, you can have it in all of your relationships. And so don't be afraid to be like, oh, my roommate and I are really close. That's going to be my secure attachment for now. And then I'm going to work on having a secure attachment to a partner when that comes along. This reminds me of, I think, something I really struggled with, which was they call it destination addiction. So it's when you have the preoccupation that happiness is somewhere in the future, Mm -hmm. which causes you to not be able to be fully present in the now because you're so preoccupied with something that's down the line. I did not know I had a name, so I feel educated right now. Oh my gosh. There you go. Yeah. But yes, it like is something that I I think really kind of struggled with in the decade of my 20s because it was like, when am I going to have this? And when am I going to have a career? And when am I going to be married? And when am I going to have kids? And like attaching happiness to that instead of where I was at. Mm 
I think it really is part of that like maturing and like life experience where we kind of finally realize I can be happy where I'm at right now. And like these certain set of circumstances don't have to align for me to be happy. And I wish I'd learned that a little bit earlier and well, a lot earlier because now like when I have those things that I was so fixated on, I'm realizing like, man, if I had just let some of that, some of that go, that preoccupation go, I could have really lived in the moment and like fully experienced my joys and my pains and my lows, but like fully lived into some of those like euphoric, just amazing moments Mm -hmm. that you have at that stage of life. It really is like, don't look back on your life and be like, oh, those were the good old times, right? Isn't there a song? I wish that I knew I was in the good old days before they're gone. Or like, it's from the office on the office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He does. And he says, I wish I had known it was the good old days before they were gone. But it is that idea of living your life and realizing that as you continue to move forward and achieve, life just continues to grow and get better as long as you are allowing yourself to grow and get better along the way. You know, like the last day of high school and then the first day of like not high school where you have a high school diploma, you are the exact same person, but you technically have a high school diploma now like it's the same thing all of these achievements if you are constantly working towards lots of things then you're constantly getting better and happier and blah 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 but it feels like you're just playing a video game and you're slowly leveling up you know and it's kind of natural that's just like how we grow we walk and then we run and then we jump and then we climb, and I don't know what else we then do we after that. Then we fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it I is wish. just like a life is a natural progression, and it's okay to allow that natural progression to come and go rather than trying to force it into, I'll be happy when I'm here. Just be happy where you're at and realizing that things are going to be different in a year. So enjoy it where you're at right now, and then enjoy it in a year, and then a year from then. And I can go on and on. (laughs) Please do. Yeah. Until you're 85. And then until you're 86. And then until you're 87. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yes. I I love this topic because I think this is, like Taylor said, it's why a lot of people are in therapy. And that's okay. Like, if you need help feeling your way through this, then get help. Because it's on a lot of people's minds. You're not alone. I think we've all experienced this in one way or another, wanting something in our life. Um, And it's hard that like those seasons of waiting are very difficult, but they can be really formative. Mm -hmm. And then when you're on the other side of that period of waiting and you have what you waited for, hopefully you really worked on yourself and worked on those feelings so that when you have it, you can fully lean into it and enjoy it mm-hmm. yep so work on yourself now so that you can have joy now and when you get what you want exactly yeah it's beautiful just be joyful and happy all the time but also feel lonely as you need to feel sad as you need to that's the beauty of life so 
and you're always living you're always worthy of being enough and worthy of good things no matter what yeah if you yearn for something and you hope for it and you wait for it it's going to be even that much more amazing when you have it but like don't let all of those things completely rob you of now present joy yeah Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. This is like, we love this population. And as you guys move towards wanting to be in a relationship or are in a relationship, we would love it if you would check out our relationship course. Um, We put a lot of time and effort into it. And we really did create it with the thought that it could help people who are single, who are engaged, who are moving towards a more serious relationship and people who are married and in a long-term partnership. So please check it out. There's a link in our show notes, or you can find it through our Instagram at thoughts.podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and tune in next week when we're going to be talking about caregiver fatigue. It's a big one. It's going to be really good. So thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Bluebirds. Bluebirds. Okay, I'll just redo this whole thing. Okay. Thank you guys for listening.